Are you ready to listen to a podcast? podcast. Here comes the Playhouse Podcast. Thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Find, subscribe, and listen. You walk into work. How bad could it really be? That's the big question. For us, we're always here before everybody else is. So we get to kind of set the tone. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of like, hey, how was your weekend? We don't do the rounds. Like a lot of people will just get into work, maybe grab a cup of coffee and just kind of go around. How was your weekend? How was oh your God, weekend? So many people do the rounds. Isn't that weird? I'm like, about like uh, getting my work done and moving on to the other parts of my life. Yeah. Usually. So many people visit. It's crazy. Um, It's not that I don't want to have a quick banter with you. I don't mind that. I That's just fine with me. But like, I don't have time to sit there and talk. But has there ever been anyone at any of your jobs like, opposite sex, same sex that just you didn't ever want to run into. Yeah, we had uh, the uh, it's like my first real full time, like decent sized radio job where it was like, this is a cool station. This yeah. is like a popular place. We had a girl that did, um, they, they call it the traffic, but basically she scheduled all the commercials mm-hmm. for like the three radio stations that this owner had. And this girl had the nastiest feet. Like they were so janky, but she would wear sandals all the time. Yeah. And her office would smell like belly button really yeah like it was you'd walk and i remember her name was jen and here's how i remember the most because you know like alice the goon from yeah. the popeye commercials <laughs> she had this long face like that uh-huh. like and yeah and it always looked like she was slack jawed very nice human but you'd have to go in there and like update records or get a check sometimes mm-hmm. and it would you knew even in the middle of winter it would be january 4th and she'd be wearing these stinky ass sandals no way and i'd be like i'd always stay away from that side of the building because she, she it was gross i mean it really smelled like belly button in there yeah that was nasty what a picture you just painted but yeah you know sometimes you work you can't pick your co-workers you can pick your nose but you can't pick your co-workers now alicia we know a little but uh fill us in why is uh work not so appetizing anymore there's this guy one of my co-workers um i'll try to say this nicely he's not the best looking person okay um, not okay. that that matters but it matters in this scenario um and so he always comes into work and tells me like in graphic detail all about his sex capades and Yuck. his like sex oh. retreats and it's just like it's the opposite thing that I want to hear about from him. Do you and, think like, he's lying about this just to try I mean does, do you think he's interested in you and he's trying to make it sound like he's desirable? Like show you what he can do, what he can offer you? I have considered that and I hate that possibility because I'm just so not interested. I mean, it makes me either want to like throw up or quit my job. <laughs> oh my god! But if it were a hot guy telling you all this stuff, yeah. would you love to hear it? Oh yeah, it would be a little more <laughs> enjoyable. So the pr- the problem is, is that this guy isn't very attractive, and he's telling you about all the tail he's getting, and that bothers you apparently. Well, and also it's like it's at work. It's not appropriate. Even if it was a hot guy, it's like it's not appropriate. Yeah, this I don't know. Maybe make the joke. Just be like, you know what? You can't say this stuff anymore. I'm going to have to tell on you. This is so, this is not appropriate. And just like, keep it light. And then if he does. No, but like, what if that's a kink for him? What if he, like, he likes that? This guy's not your supervisor, is he? No, no. Oh. Yeah, there's all sorts of, there's all sorts of HR scenarios here that I, that I think would want to play out if you want to go that route. But yeah, I think what Kat said is if, if you just go... Say it first to him. Well, the other thing is, like, what if you one-upped him? What if you just started making up lies oh my about God. how great your uh, love life is? What, do you think he would take that the wrong way, or do you think this could be a fun little uh, trial and error thing? Or you could freak him out and say, oh, my God, I had him throw up on my chest. It was amazing. <laughs> like, shut him up. That. Yeah. 
Just shut them up. I love that idea. That's better. Yeah. You, okay. So here's what we're going to do. Let, let, I want to turn this over to listeners with like the most disgusting scenarios, the most shocking scenarios that they could give us. And uh, let's have people text these in because I'm sometimes afraid to put these on the air. But if they want to text in really <laughs> shocking or or weird scenarios that you could use to, to wake this guy out and then we'll pass them <laughs> along to you. Okay. I love it. Thank you. Bob Evans is recalling their Italian pork sausage because customers have found thin blue pieces of rubber in it. People are getting soft. Oh, this is like a treat. They really are. They're just like, man, there's rubber and everything, cookie dough and and this. But listen, if you're planning to make uh, some uh, meatballs tonight, uh, just know that Bob Evans, they are recalling that. In sports, it was a big night. The Philadelphia Phillies, they beat the San Diego Padres. Suarez Someone dubbed over the uh, anchorman. <laughs> San Diego. Oh, yeah. I kind of forgot about that. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Uh, it's all over TikTok. So. And the Yankees go. lost. So that made me happy, too. There you go. In an adorable video, we'll end the four with this. It's going viral. This teacher who was having kind of a tough time getting pregnant, she and her husband, they got to announce uh, that they are expecting. And she uh, brought her sonogram to her kindergarten class and put it up on the, the whiteboard. And the kids went crazy. Right yes. now? <laughs> that is so cute. Such a pure reaction of those kids. And I love that right now you're going to have a baby right here, right now in class. I want to introduce you to Cole Williams, who is a really, really smart but not smart 19-year-old from Pennsylvania. Okay. A couple months ago, on a drunken bender, he bought online a baby kangaroo. Baby kangaroo was shipped to his apartment. He fed, nurtured the baby kangaroo for a few months before he decided this is no life for a baby kangaroo just hiding in my closet all the time. He'd have to lock the kangaroo in the closet when he'd go to class. Oh, that's horrible. And then he'd come home and he'd play with the kangaroo and he was a hit amongst the students that he was living with. Mm -hmm. So instead of bringing that baby kangaroo in like a basket and leaving it at the fire station... (laughs) or the hospital, or the veterinary clinic. He tried to sell it on Facebook Marketplace. Oh, sure. Baby kangaroo been living in my closet for the better part of three months, and he tried to get his money back. Somebody ratted him out. The kangaroo was seized, taken to a facility will be cared for. Cole has pleaded guilty to several charges. Sounds like he'll get off with just some uh, undisclosed fines. So he's not going to jail. It really got me thinking, though. How long could you store a baby kangaroo in your house without the word getting out? Um, I wouldn't probably be... a while if I give him free reign of our basement. Like I'm not going to lock something in a closet. That's terrible. Closet's a bad hiding place. Yeah. No matter what, because everybody hides their stuff in their closet. So this is what I wanted to turn this into real quick. Will you please call us? And when you were a kid, you were hiding something from your parents. All right. So I had. Uh, like some nudie mags, and what I where I would hide them was genius. I want to see if you can beat my hiding spot. All right, where did you hide uh, the cigarettes, the weed, the booze? It was something you were hiding from your parents. 
and you had a perfect hiding spot where they never, ever, ever caught on. And here's why I know my mom would have never, ever, ever, she never found them. Because if she did, it would have been a complete nuclear meltdown. Yeah. If she'd have known I had magazines with naked ladies in them, she, I, I, I just don't ever want to picture you and the way you looked back then looking at nudie men. <laughs> it was a scene, I man. It's like, can't. <laughs> oh, yeah. How's Nick feeling? Hey, I'm doing so great. I just wanted to mention, I listen to you guys every morning. Mm. I'm only 23, turning 24. It is so awesome to hear from you guys. Thank Are you, you for being sarcastic? I feel like you're so sarcastic right no, now. No, I'm so nice. I'm not lying. Like, See, I'm here's the problem. Sure. I seriously. Nick, we're the huge redheaded stepchildren of this broadcast company. Yeah. And so when people say nice things to us, we think they want something. <laughs> they're like, like Playhouse Who? So. They're like, no, hey, I mean it. cut me a whole oh. bunch of commercials for this client and stuff like that. So oh, well, thank, thank you. you. It's hard for us to say I, thank you when I people are nice. Oh. So I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Well, what'd you hide, Nick? Um, all right, so I got a good spot and a bad spot. So when I was fifth, so I'm 23. Uh, my mom never really cared what I was doing. She's a nice lady, you know. She's a ma, <laughs> but my pa is the one who I really didn't want to see what I had going on. And when I was 15, I had a really bad spot. I accidentally put—I don't know why I was 15. I wasn't doing anything like this, but I had a singular condom. Okay. And I also had a joint paper, and it was under my bed. And so hold I, on, you had you had one. One condom and one zigzag. Yeah, and I was 15. I okay. didn't have a good use for either of them. I, d- I definitely wasn't going to use one of them. All right. Um, okay. And, uh, and my dad had just made my bed being a kind pa. He's seriously like the nicest guy ever. And he just made my bed. He wasn't very happy. He was basically just curious, like, what I was to even do with those. Yeah. Um, so now, so that was a pretty stern talk. But now that I'm older... Um, and I moved out. He had a hot tub that didn't work. Um, the hot tub never worked. And so there was these steps that were broken to it. Okay. Uh-huh. And I would always just open up the step and put, like, you know, whatever recreational activities you needed <laughs> in there. I understand. Um, and that was, yeah, that was the best That was the best spot I think that anybody could have. I think sometimes um, hiding in plain sight is the best. Yeah, it is. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, I love that to- you had no idea what you were going to do with those two items. It's like whenever we talk about naked and afraid, it's like, why didn't you bring, uh, you know, a fire starter? I should have had that, but I do have a, a bug like, net. No, I brought some rope. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like- what are we going to do with that? Talking about this dude from Pennsylvania, he illegally purchased a kangaroo and then kept the kangaroo in his closet. <laughs> For a couple months, realized he didn't want the kangaroo anymore. Tried to sell it on Facebook Marketplace. Somebody ratted him out, and uh, he's going to get fined a whole bunch of money. Probably no jail, though, which I'm okay with. Like, I think jail should be a spot for violent offenders. How does it's that like, ad go? Like, we uh, uh, meet in the Walmart parking lot. Yeah, baby kangaroo, uh, $500. Tell me if you saw that on Facebook Marketplace today, though. You wouldn't look at it a little bit closer and think, having a baby kangaroo would be kind of cool. They're very exotic here. Yeah, and then they grow up to be No, I would, I would, get, little, killers. I would get little boxing gloves for them. And I put them on there. Okay. Get the the shorts, the silk shorts. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you hide and where was your ultimate hiding spot, Kat? So one I'm not proud of and I am not endorsing it. Trust me if you are underage. But I didn't drink until after high school. Like I didn't, it wasn't my thing. I would hang out at parties and stuff like that. I just didn't partake. Um, but my friend, Kelly Weirdsma, was like, listen. If my mom finds us, she's going to kill me. So she gave me this bottle of Patron, okay? Jeez, and you were how old? It was a senior year. She's a high roller. That's yeah. a lot of money for a senior. They were wealthy. They lived Whoa. in Andover. Oh. And so gives me the bottle of Patron. I said, all right, I'll hide it in my room. And so I hide it under all my T-shirts. I have like this um, 
metal bin pullout drawer thingy. And so I hide it under my T-shirts. I leave for a softball tournament all weekend. My sister, who was notorious for going through every single thing in my room when I wasn't home, I should have known because she found it, gave it to my mom. And then I get home from the softball tournament and my mom's like, hey, we're going to make some margaritas. I got my new margarita uh, mixer. Like she threw some ice in there, the red mix. And then she goes, would you like it with or without alcohol? And then I see my sister, who was just the devil. Yeah, sounds like it. Uh, peek around my mom's hip and just give me the smile like. You knew what was up. You busted. And I was like, oh, my God. I go, uh, without, of course. And I go in my room. It's gone. I come out. She's like, whose is this? And I told her. I narked right away. I'm like, I'm not going down for you, Kelly. So that was mine. Uh, the nudie mags that I had, here's where I'd hide them so that nobody could find them. Ugh, yeah. Take a chest of drawers. Take the bottom drawer out. You can see the carpet. Mm-hmm. It goes right, right through. Yeah. That's where they were. They were underneath the bottom drawer. So even when somebody vacuum or pull stuff out, put clothes in or whatever, never notice them. Perfect hiding spot. Yeah. That's what I want to know is what were you hiding and what was your spot? Hi, Ashley. How you feeling? Good morning. Feeling good. Good. Sounding great. What was the What was the item you were hiding from your parents? So obviously way too young. I think I had got cigarettes from a friend when I was 12. Oh, man. Um, but I had, I know, just awful. Um, now I have children and it's terrifying. But I had a teddy bear, a big teddy bear that had the back open, Velcroed, and there was a little pocket. Oh, and so wow. that's where I kept my cigarettes and my lighter until I left them out, apparently, left, came home. My teddy bear was on my bed with a little note that said I was a naughty teddy bear and I was holding things I shouldn't have. Creepy. Oh, my God. I thought I was I was convinced I would never leave my bedroom again. I walked past my parents like they said no words. And now I can't wait to do that type of manipulation. (laughs) My my own children. I hope you're never in that position where they're hoarding cigarettes in the back of a bear. But Uh, I wasn't judging you in the beginning of this phone call because you actually had actual cigarettes. I've told the story where my friend Lisa and I would walk around the neighborhood and look in the ditch for refries when I was 12. Jeez. How disgusting is that? Some, I don't even know whose mouth was on it. We didn't even care. We just like were trying it and then like felt cool. But you actually had a pack actually, I of love, cigarettes. I love how your parents were just oh, yeah. playing the long game with you. They were like, oh, let's even leave a oh. note that said I was a naughty teddy yeah. bear. And, and like the, <laughs> that waiting to see what your punishment is, that's even worse. It is. That knowing that they're disappointed in you, that's even worse than having to move four wood piles. Yeah. Hundred percent. Really proud of my parents. So looking back, wow, that's great. And you're going to be able to do that to your kids if they ever. Uh, and, and every kid gets off the path a little bit, and then you're just there to reel them back in. I and like then it. please message us immediately uh, or call us the next day after something you've gone through. Okay. Deal. On a daily basis, you are surrounded by bald people. I really am. You spend I'm- more time between myself and your husband with people without hair than people with hair. You, Derek, Denny. Uh, Josh, your who dad's, I help coach your dad's with, got all the shingles left, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and your brother, he's not bald at all, is he? Uh, no, he has a good head of hair too. Yeah. Both my brothers yeah. do. Hmm. Do you so. know that? And, and I wanted to ask you real quick. It looks like these researchers in Japan are they're growing hair, human hair, in petri dishes now. They figured out a way, yeah, to take a a, a cell and a, a and create a follicle. That it'll grow hair. Well, everyone's obsessed with the Prince Harry 
um, surgery. Have you seen that? No. Where did they, he get hair transplants? They his, beard the- was, his beard was so patchy and like unpredictable that he wanted a full beard. And so they took from the back of his neck where he's still growing hair. Yeah. Took those follicles, implanted it into his face. No so way. now he grows that. Um, but he's, he's, what's the point? It's like, why are you putting hair right there when you could be putting hair on the top of your head where you're losing it all? So his priorities are all messed up. So here's my question for you. Let's say this is it. Let's say they, by, uh, by, by Christmas of next year, they make a pill. It costs you $500. You take it and you won't be bald anymore. Would you want your husband to take it? No, I wouldn't. Should I? No. Yeah. I don't think so either. No. I don't know what it would be. You had weird hair when you had hair. I I was pretty. Wow. I was a pretty boy. Maybe like in your prime. Yeah. Maybe I'm just thinking of your wedding photo when yeah. you're like holding on. Well, Trish wanted on. that growing out, and then I reshaved it. Um, Derek took it very seriously. He had like the tips, you know, like you put yeah. the cap on, and then you pull the, the hair through, tips, yeah. and you do it at home. I think his mom did it for him all the time, but <laughs> he was like so obsessed with that. I like the clean, sleek look. Pair that with a beard uh, for the win. I like that look. So the bald people around you, if you could gift them the gift of hair, you wouldn't do it. No. I'd actually gift it to a few women I know that are thinning on top. Actually. Yeah, and that's and that's a completely different story because I think women invest. They're, they're more invested in that look of, of a big, fluffy head of hair. They should. You know, when I go to um, Midwest Clinic of Dermatology, we always talk about that. There are women that will comment on the Facebook um, post like, I'm thinning up top. I'm so insecure. I, I don't want to wear a baseball cap anymore. Yeah. And, and that's no life to live. So if you know that there are options out there that, you know. They're thinking this will be it. They, yeah. uh, they're using some. Uh, the next thing is they want to do uh, human stem cells. And it looks like that'll get uh, authorized Ooh. before the end of the year. And they say if everything goes right, human trials start soon. And it could be by next Christmas. You could buy somebody a gift card where they'd go into the pharmacy. They'd get a pill, pop it, and they wouldn't be bald anymore. I wouldn't hate on anybody that's trying to improve their their appearance for their for their self you know but the bald people worth. around you you want them to stay bald i would like you that selfish little sh- Ow. you're up in the playhouse with chad and jj i just uh i feel like i've got my system streamlined pretty good mm-hmm. i want it's nice to just not have hair yeah it just is it's uh you know what i was watching um hair tales it's on netflix uh with um who is diana ross's daughter, Tracy Ellis Ross, and she's hosting it. And it's all about black women and the way that they view their hair and why hair is is so important to them. But they said that one of the most liberating feelings is to just shave it all off. Like what Britney did, she just shaved it all off. When you're tired of messing with it forever. Yes, and you want a fresh start. That's the best way to get a fresh start. But it looks liberating. It really does. Why don't we do it tomorrow? Shave my head? Yeah. Hell no. No, I don't have a good shaped head. I don't feel like I have a good shaped head. You never know until you rip it all no, off. No, I do. Right? If you touch right here, like my skull does weird things is right here. Is that from your headphones? No. Oh. I don't know what it is. They're like ripples in my head, in my skull. You never know until <laughs> you let it rip. All right. One of the things that happens, though, is when we go tailgate before these football games is as you're making your way through the uh, the huddled masses, you know, just everybody's grilling, having a couple of cocktails, great time. Uh, you'll hear, JJ, and I'll look and I'll see somebody I recognize. Yeah. But I'm horrible at remembering names 
unless I've spent a significant amount of time with them, right? Like yeah. if they're a, a quick acquaintance, somebody you meet at a party or something like that, or, or maybe like a client of ours. I'm pretty good at the eye contact and then going, how you doing? Same. How you doing? Because then if you're like that, then maybe you talk to them about something that was going on in their life, you know, and then you can get an idea. My go-to is, what have you been up to? What should I know? Oh my God, it the last time I saw long. you, right? Yeah. And, and then even if it's only been a week, something's happened in their life in that week. And then usually you can put the pieces together and sometimes you can escape the conversation without knowing a name, but sometimes you got to dig in. So when I read this this morning, I thought this is something worth sharing. This is a trick from a memory champion. Yes, this is a real thing Okay, to be a memory champion that you can use to remember everyone's name. And this is big when you do a job interview Mm -hmm. or if you meet somebody that might maybe hire your kid one day or something like that. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of reasons to remember names. So here's what you do. When somebody tells you their name, Okay, say you're meeting somebody who's got a random name. Pick out a random name. Uh, Clarissa. Clarissa. All right. So when you meet Clarissa, hey, Kat, I'm Clarissa. Nice to meet you. Hi, Clarissa. How are you? Now, create an entertaining mental picture of them. Okay. That makes you think of their name. So Clarissa, uh, what was that TV show? Clarissa Explains It All, right? Yeah. That's what I would have went to right now. And it wasn't... Wasn't her thing where she would stop and look at the camera like it was a single camera thing yeah. and then talk to the audience a little bit? Yep. So that's how I would remember that name. Okay. That would so put them Clarissa in a- breaks that third wall and she knows everything. Yep. Okay. So that's how I would do that. So uh, basically, you have to really picture them there, though. Like, you have to take a second. You have to think about that TV show. Close your eyes. Think about that TV show. Because what she was a, a blonde girl with straight bangs, right? Am I remembering this right? Yeah. yeah. And was she the one that had the friend that would climb in the window? Yeah. The boy, right? The boy. Yeah. So okay. And then they were enough. just friends until they weren't. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> so that's how I remember. That's how I'd remember Clarissa. Okay. So, but you got to put them in like a cartoony uh, TV sitcom role in your head. As soon as you do that, it works. Even if they have a, a name that's already like big in a sitcom, like Ross. Yeah. You'll remember Ross Geller, and you'll instantly remember Friends. And next time you see him, you'll know that's Ross. You know, I I met somebody that only knows and remembers information about someone's kids like she goes i'll never remember the parent's name but i know the kid maybe what they're allergic to what their favorite sports are like every i'm like oh that's kind of weird there's there's times that the kids i coach especially in in high school ball that i'll know all about them yeah but and i probably should know their parents first name but i'll always be like oh yeah it's so great to have him on this team you know what i mean i'm like trying to put it together but there's your big hint if you want to figure out exactly how to remember someone's name all the time, as soon as they say it, you have to take take a second. Maybe it's just a quick meeting, but remember them in like a cartoon or a sitcom, and it should work. Here's the playoffs with Cat and JJ. Here's the deal: you get to a point in life when you're having kids that you go, "I really, I was always upfront that I always wanted a son for sure." So when people are asking us, you know, oh, "Do you know what you're gonna have?" I'm like, uh, "No, we don't." But man, I really hope we're having a boy. Mm-hmm. And, and some people are like, "Really, you do?" And I'm like, "Yeah." You have I a do. pretty even balance in your house. You have two girls, three boys, or at one point you did. Yeah. And it's like uh, the girls can just retreat and go do girly things if they want to. And the guys can too. I just don't think it's a problem when somebody asks, well, what do you want to have? Of course, I wanted a healthy baby, but yeah. I really wanted a boy. Yeah. I really wanted a kid that I could play catch with, like a baseball player and coach. You know what I mean? And it's not that you can't do that with a girl, but I wanted a boy. And then we got a girl. You know, we got lucky. But these families that are on their sixth or seventh kid and they just kind of keep trying because they really, really want, you know, to have a different sex. So yeah. they got all boys and then they really want that last one. And I then they find out in the sonogram that it's a boy again and they're just like, oh. I've never sat there and gone, oh, I wish I had a daughter. The only time I really feel like it's 
it's a boy world is like if they're doing their jump farts, like they do a jump spin. Can you fart midair? You know that then I'm like, are we at a frat house? What is going on? But I saw I heard this audio. Watch the doorbell cam footage. It's so funny. Come on. Let's go. Is the apple? Yeah, if you want your apple, you got to come inside. Oh, did you? What is that? I'm pointing up farting. Yep. Did you fart? Yep. And then let me walk right into it? I didn't know that it was going to be bad. Sorry. Come on. I need a girl in this house. Sorry. I need another girl in There's this house. Girl. Oh, my God. He had had it with her questions, too. He's like, listen, I didn't know it was going to be that bad. Do you ever know? You just kind of go to the other side of you, the lawn. You assume it's not going to be bad. Yeah. And then when it is, it's kind of like a bonus. We had a guy this morning who works across the hall. Cleared out the majority of the building. We heard it through two wooden doors. What Soundproofed would you say? Soundproofed doors. That's pretty heavy oak. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, boys are gross sometimes. The Playhouse podcast is made possible thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Catch the live show weekdays from 530 to 9 on 1047 KCLD. Now, share this with a friend.